Hello, everyone. Welcome to another daily TT podcast. Steve, you're already in your Buzz Lightyear suit. It's time you to sound go a little again. bit. You sound a little bit tired. I'm you sound lot. like you've been working, and all you've been doing is wandering around waffling. Do you know how hard it is to waffle? Well, yeah, I know how hard it is for you to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Another full jam-packed day of racing. Yep. Uh, currently, we've got the, the sidecar outfits going out on their warm-up lap before the second sidecar race. You might even be able to hear them going past us. It doesn't sound like they're warming up. That sounds like they're on a flyer, them. So let's talk sidecars real quick. Yep, I think that was uh, Ben and Tom buzzing through. Yeah, I mean, sidecars, obviously, race one. This is the centenary of sidecars around the Isle of Man TT course, as you're probably well aware. But, you know, uh, records were broken in the first race. Ben and Tom had to push. They didn't just do it because they wanted to uh, achieve the 120 mile an hour lap, but they, they were pushed by Pete and Jevon, um, doing a great job. And, you know, hopefully they'll be pushed in the second race as well. Uh, and now... I, uh, now a team has finally broken the 120 mile an hour. It's a bit like the four minute mile, right? No one could do it. And then Roger Bannister did it. Boom, everyone started doing it. So we might potentially see the likes of Pete Fowles, Jevon Walmsley breaking that 120 mile an hour uh, lap record as well as uh, potentially the Crow Brothers, but they're I think, struggling. I think they're going to have to, in yeah. all fairness, to obviously compete against the Birchalls if there's no mechanicals or problems. You know, it's uh, it's a tough call. There's, there's other people knocking on the door to get on the podium, you know, but you got John Holden finished third, uh, which was fabulous in the first race this week, first sidecar race, but He's announced he's going to step down and going to retire from racing this year now and look after his son. So uh, that'll be quite an emotional time if he gets through to the finish line. Yeah, same with, from what I heard from John Holden, and he announced it. I don't know if the other people had announced it. Conrad Harrison, yep. him and his passenger, they're done after this race, as is potentially Molly. Yeah, it's leaving a bit of a hole, yeah, but they're all talking all these Molly. boys are getting on a bit. There you go, you can hear it now. There's the KTM buzzing through. Yeah, it's a shame, but you know what? Obviously, um, Molly's a, a legend, a 17-time winner around the flipping TT course and, and kind of somebody that everybody looks up to. So it's a shame to see him go. But hey, listen, you know, everybody has their time and you've got to finish at some point. Exactly. We're only getting older. You are. Yeah, obviously, the schedule and your programme said... Uh, Supersport race was going to be going first this morning, but because they had to race late last night, uh, Gary Thompson Clark, of course, changed the schedule around to give the solo riders more of a rest and more time to get preparation for today's racing. So we've got all the action there. You know, Mark Dunlop's already on 24 wins. He's got four races left, so he's got a chance to smash that record of uh, Uncle Joey's, and he'll, without doubt, he'll be pushing hard, and he is probably the favourite for the Supersport race. 100%. And conditions today, probably not, but I'll, let me put this one to you, Steve. Is it better to have this kind of cooler temperature? Does the bike work better in these temperatures? Can you get a little more out of it or not? No, I wouldn't say a lot more out of it. You know, obviously the bikes will run a little bit better because it's cooler. It's the, the, the cool air makes the bikes uh, rev better and, and work uh, much better. So they'll achieve probably better speeds. Mm -hmm. However, it's the same for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, track, track temperature is down. It's probably 
half of what it has been earlier in the week. You know, it's been well up in the 40s uh, when, with, the, with the sunshine coming down most of the week, but uh, so far, but today uh, it's in the low 20s. So things are going to be working differently. Obviously, uh, tyres and, and uh, brake horsepower. And um, like you mentioned at the top of this Supersport bit, Michael Dunlop could... I, I, I was I was sat in the I wasn't sat in the shower I was in the shower this morning thinking about Michael Dunlop and I was thinking what an achievement that is been. that really healthy I mean you know you got to think about something in the shower right and why not Michael Dunlop but the fact that he might overtake the the goat the greatest of all time and it be his uncle and he could surpass him this week that's that's huge. Hey, it's huge. It's a possibility, but anything can happen at the TT. You know, Michael's without doubt capable. You know, he's got a he's got a super sport race today. We've got a day off tomorrow, and then Friday he's got a, a super twin race and a super stock race. So before the, the the senior on Saturday, so anything can happen. It really can. But you know, there's a lot of people. Um, trying to grab his ankles and slow him down you know Hickey's going to come out firing all uh, all four in the super sport without doubt you know and he'll be trying to push that triumph to achieve uh, I think he's got his mojo back after the stocker race so he's going to be pushing and, and trying really hard he is yeah right Steve go and get your fiery tarnant suit and take it into pit lane and we'll catch you in a bit Buzz Lightyear no you're supposed to say to infinity and beyond alright oh, yeah. go does he say that to infinity and beyond yeah to infinity and beyond. <laughs> attention, power, attention, power. It's the third race signal for the start of the three-wheeling media sidecar race. That's 15 minutes before the start. Can we have numbers 1 to, to 10 onto the start line? That's numbers 1 to 10 up onto the start line. Control out. while Steve heads off and does his TV work and the action gets underway, let's rewind a couple of days when me and Steve sat down with a couple of TT fans. All right, here we are, back in the sunshine as usual. We're down just outside the grandstand, sun shining. Steve Play is getting browner by the minute and we're joined, I've got to say, probably one of the biggest fans of the TT podcast and the TT. CJ, all the way from New York, Welcome. That's right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Steve. Thank you guys for having me. Huge fans, like I said, but fans of the event, fans of the podcast, just fan of everything here. You're I've welcome anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Five-star reviews all the way. And next to us, we've got Jackie, CJ's other half. Jackie, this is your first time ever Correct. Yes. at the TT. Mm-hmm. First impressions? Um, it was very scary at first noticing how fast they go yeah. but I understand why CJ loves it and why he always returns so yeah. he has yeah, my approval to come back I've anytime. I've seen the video <laughs> clip of your first experience at the end of Cronky Body Straight and you certainly looked a little different. 
I thought I was going to have a bloody nose from how fast they were going. And I thought my eyelashes would come off. So I'm happy to be well intact now. But yes, it was very fun, the first uh, scene. When, when she said she was down to, to come and to join, I know exactly where to take her. And, and everybody, just felt like knowing people in the paddock from coming back here year after year, I would tell everybody the two days before she got here that that's where I was going to take her and everybody had the same reaction like oh yeah that's that's the spot <laughs> and the you've been here four you were saying four times in a row yes it would have been six if you'd uh, for, if not for covid where is your favorite spot to watch from CJ? It's the end of Konkivadi. Is it? Where we went to last night, right before Molyneux, the, the right-hander. Yeah. But the other spot I have a, a soft spot for is uh, Gorsley um, on Harold's Wall because that was the first spot that I ever watched from back in 2018. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, just super, super fast, yeah. So what, what brought you over then in the first place? It's just, you know, I learned of this event probably in the 2000s. Yeah. Right. Because in America we don't have anything like this. And how? How did you learn? How did you hear of the TT? What? Well, I've been a motorsports fan my whole life, yeah. so I grew up watching, you know, F1, IndyCar in the states, and then you know got into bikes, MotoGP, and stuff too. Um, and then you know, first heard about the TT, but it was an old uh, videos um, McGinnis on board, and then the guy Martin on board with his Honda, where he's mm-hmm. narrating the whole lap that I watch and that just like clicks something. I was like, I can't believe because there's nothing like road racing that we have in the US. I don't know, some of those tracks in the US are pretty dangerous. Like Laguna, there was brick walls and all sorts before they uh And they had the corkscrew with the yeah. big drop there too. Yeah. It's pretty but some tight gnarly tracks there. This is a whole different discipline oh, though. 100%. Right? Because yeah. you are doing those same speeds if not faster on yeah. pretty much, you know, the, the same types of bikes. But when you tell people that aren't, you know, really in tune with this event, what it is, and they're like, what do you mean? Like, you just close off 37 three-quarter miles of public roads. You just you go past mailboxes and stone walls and trees and stuff. And you do it averaging 130, 135 miles an hour. There's nothing like it in the world, ever. So what other aspects of racing that you into what do you watch is it purely road racing or do you you're an ama fan no so uh, super gp yeah like, like ama uh like moto gp I, I also like the cars too so you know i, I do follow f1 um Boom. like in cars but Boom. but this is different this is special right because even though i grew up watching that um i, I got into bikes and, and riding track riding myself you do some track days there. i do yeah a bit of racing no racing no, right. no racing not yet maybe one day but i just do you know the, the track days right now it's tons of fun yeah, yeah. so what's your favorite track um if you try it's my home track so it's um new jersey motorsports park what's it like it's njmp it's thunderbolt it's about two and a quarter two and a third miles around the long straight pretty technical yeah. so ama actually races there that's part of their oh, their nice. circuit yeah yeah and uh over at the tt which is uh, which is the one rider that you like to uh, to keep an eye on? Well, I've gotten to know Dom Herbertson over the years. Everyone knows Dom yeah. Herbertson. But uh, are there any nice guys? <laughs> 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 well, I got to say th- that's what, one of the other things too about the road racing paddock, right? Is that everybody is genuinely nice to each other, and mm. um, it's not like you know a MotoGP where it's tough. Because even as access us as spectators, mm-hmm. you can just walk through. People will show you the bikes. They'll come in. You could sit on the bikes. Like the two American riders here, Pete Murray and, and Chris Sarbora. Yeah. You know, they, they'll more than give you the time of day. They're happy to talk to you and, and show you the setups and everything. Um, but Dom and his team and his mechanics and everything, I've, I've gotten to know over here. So, and, you know, every time that I come up, he remembers me, go up, give, give each other a big hug yeah. and stuff. So, but it's great. It's a family. It's all the camaraderie, which makes it different also. So, young lady, do you ride pillion? Do you jump on the back of CJ's bike? No, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> oh, wow. I, th- I thought I thought you'd been on the back, and that was the reason why you haven't married him yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I'm just patiently waiting. You know, I'm hoping this trip could help speed this was along. This is a big step. This is a big step. <laughs> just had to check this off the list and this together first. So there we go. That we're one step closer. Yeah. What else? What else things. needs to happen? Well, I I think maybe just stay tuned for uh, this time next year if she comes so back. We'll come we'll, so we might have a re we might have the first Isle of Man TT I wedding. Like, I, I can see how I can see how this is going. That's the way of coaxing this lovely lady back here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like take advantage of her. Right? It's all the scheme. I'm loving your style. <laughs> CJ, what's the plan tonight? We've got another night of practice. Where are you going to watch from? Well, thankfully, um, these uh, two really, really lovely blokes, as you guys call them, um, named Chris and Steve, mm -hmm. uh, they gave Jackie and I some grid passes nice. for tonight. So I've never watched from, from up there on the grid, seeing the bikes take off. And then when they come through on a flying lap, the second lap, to see them go through the Grandson area, never seen that before. So really looking forward to that. Awesome. CJ? Have you got any more? Oh, go on, Steve. It looked like you had another question then. No, I mean, it's. I, I spend some time, as you've seen, you know, on the TV, uh, <sighs> on the pit lane, and it's. Uh, you can't believe how fast the guys are coming through there from nearly standstill just up the road, you know, and yeah. it's, uh, it's quite incredible. And, of course, you get a great crowd, but, you know, have you watched at Bray Hill? I've watched on the bottom, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, some, some people love Bray Hill, but I mean, just to watch, I'm talking competitors, yeah. you know, Chris and I on yeah. the podcast, we've had... Many of the top guys, obviously, as you've heard, but like Dean Harrison loves it to bits. I hated it. Yeah, because I remember you saying you hated yeah, it. There's yeah. a few other guys that hated it also. But it's it's incredible when you stand at the bottom of Bray Hill and watch, and you can hear people set up in first gear, and it's just it blows your mind yeah. how fast they're actually going. Yeah, the videos don't do it justice until you actually mm -hmm. get here. I think you know, Guy Martin had a quote. And he said that you know there's there's no word in the English language to describe what the event is like. There, there isn't. That's, that's really what it's like. It's, you can watch all the YouTube videos, all the TV highlights that you want until you actually get here and you see a bike three feet from your face at 180 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. You, you haven't experienced it. Yet. It's crazy. Let's finish off with this question then, CJ. Jackie, I'm going to throw this question at you as well. What's been your favorite episode of the podcast? So I really liked when you had Dunlop on. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, such it's, a character. It's he really, but you had, you like took a little, you know, personality out of him too. That you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't usually see. And I actually saw him the first day that I was here. My favorite line was when he was talking about how he's the same with everybody. Even if if he met the king, he, mm -hmm. he'd say like, like, "How's she swinging, boss? How you doing?" Like yeah, just yeah. super casual. Mm -hmm. um, you don't really get an eye into his life like that. So that's my favorite. Yeah. Jackie, go on, tell us you don't listen to the podcast. Well, this is a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> She's listening by proxy, because when I'm driving in the car and I have you it have on. on. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry, I can't tell them apart, but I enjoy watching CJ listen to them, because it's like the biggest smile on his face. He's like driving with it. So. Sometimes I'll react. I'm like yeah. talking to you guys in the car. It's, that's why it's so cool talking to you guys here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're doing a good enough job then, Steve. Sounds like it. We might be safe for another year. Yeah. CJ, who, if we could get anybody on. Sorry, I know it was the last question. If we could have anybody else on the podcast, who would you want on? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I'm a, I'm a present. I'm I'm a little biased. Well, Guy Martin would be yeah. number one if everybody could find where he is these days because I know he keeps himself to himself. Um, but you know, being a little biased and, and being Americans ourselves, so the two American writers that you have here, so Chris Sarbor and, and Pete Murray, I yeah. mean, yeah. they'd be good because you know it, it's a bit of a hike for them also, and and totally different, and just I, I think a different angle. I mean, you guys having us on, this is a different angle yeah. as well. But all right, then Steve, let's. Uh, Let's set the, the challenge. Let's go and find those boys and we'll have them on the podcast later hey, next mate, week. Yeah, not off. Yeah. Yeah, but we, you know, we need to attract more Americans as well. Mm. With that beautiful face, to we the will. start line, I mean. All oh, right, not yeah. just American women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. All right, guys. We're going to let you go to the grid and enjoy some more TT action. CJ, Jackie, thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks, thanks guys. Enjoy the rest of your time. Cheers. Thanks.
So from TT fans who made their way all the way across the Atlantic Ocean to a man who is local to the island and he's competing in this year's TT for the first time. Me and Steve sat down with newcomer Ryan Kringle. Ryan Kringle, the ready-salted Pringle, <laughs> absolutely setting this place on fire. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Avid listener? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw you straight under the bus there. What's your favourite episode? Um, oh, that's under the bus. Oh, that is, is, that is right under the bus. Under the bus. <laughs> um, it's fine. If you're not listening to it, mate, it's fine. No, I have listened, listened to some. I've listened to some. Yeah, what? One of the ones I did listen to was um, Milo's just because he was a newcomer last year, my brother, so I was quite interested to see how, what he had to say about the place and how it went for him. So I did listen to that one. Um, I have listened to others, but... What happened to Milo? Why is he not here? Well, he smashed himself up at Aberdeer, didn't he, remember? Ah, right. And I don't think oh, he's okay. fit enough. So. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. it's not about him. It's about Ryan. Yeah. So, Ryan, newcomer. Was it, was it always your intention to do it this way? Because your brother came last year. He was a newcomer. And now you're here. Did, did, did his experience here tip you over the edge to come or, or were we always going to do it anyway? Um, no, something that I've always been wanting to do, but um, I've sort of held back. Like I've always said, it's the kind of place when the time's right, I'll do it. You know, it's not like a short circuit, we can just jump in and jump out. So I've, um, I've grown up in the paddock with my dad sponsoring Big H the whole way through and stuff like that. And something that I've, I've lived it, I've been, it's been in my blood since I was a little kid. I've, and yeah, just the time never felt right. Like when the TT would come and go and I'd want to do it when it was on, but when it would leave, it, was, it would sort of leave me as well. Whereas last year, maybe it is something my brother spurred me on to do. I don't know. He done it and when he left, it never left me. So yeah. I just thought, you know, the, the time's not right. It's, so let's have a go at it. The problem so is, sorry, is it, Steve. Is it uh, to tick the box or is it here for a few years? don't have an answer to that to be fair um i yeah i do want to take the box but no i'm i'm enjoying it i just i've said that i set my own goals with my family before i came here so like if i can come here can have a safe ride i can get out the other side being the beer tent senior ace day is the biggest factor for me and i am um, I've, I've been enjoying it up till now but then when i set off for the superbike race yesterday i just i was that bit more committed um like i'm sort of like a race day kind of guy i don't I don't get a buzz out of doing track days and stuff. It's when the red lights go out, it matters to me. And, you know, I carried, carried a bit more pace down Bay Hill. And when I came out of Agos, the whole bike was off the ground, not just wheeling and the same over, like, to Crosby Leap and um, down off the 11th, you know. And as soon as it jumped out the 11th, I was like, this place is, this is just, you know, this is what they say it is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so you love it? You didn't, you didn't... He's coming yeah, back. I, I he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, I loved it. And I got a few more miles down the road and I, when the thing was flashing in my face on a dash I, just, I hated it yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. you know I had a good vantage point to watch the, the bike so it wasn't all bad well that's what I was going to say you know you come here and um, just like Steve said you, like, you kind of come here and it goes away drifts away and then you don't actually end up doing it but you're part of it but then once you end up doing it it's it's always going to be hard to to say do you know what I've, I have ticked that box and that's that now because you're always going to be pushing for a little bit a bit more speed out of yourself but going back to qualifying we went from one one sixteen, if I remember rightly, on the first or second night, yeah. up to one hundred and twenty-one mile an hour, like that. Yeah. Um, so the first day we only, well, we didn't actually get any qualifying laps in on the big bike because we'd done the morning session, and, and it, 
I'd done the lap with Milky and I'd done one solo lap in the morning that was untimed and I, and I felt it jumping out of gear but I thought maybe it was just me not being positive enough with Lever. so in the afternoon I went straight out on the super sport bike and got two two laps in off the bat on that and I thought I'll go out and do two in the, the super stock now and came out of quarter bridge it jumped out of gear and I thought maybe it's the bike I'll give it one more go and as soon as I started climbing the battle hutch and it done it again and mm. as soon as it done it again I was like just get me off this track you know it's not somewhere I want a gearbox sort of problem and no. uh, but we had massive pretty big handling issues on Wednesday I got to a uh, lamb fell on the climb up to the Cronk of Oddy and just the change of direction through there it, I was worn out on the, on the first lap on Wednesday and I just I, I was set for two straight off the bat and time I got to Solby Ridge I couldn't feel the brake lever and I, I just sat on the seat and cruised back and the boys like oh you just done 115 you know that's not a bad starting point I thought Jesus I wasn't you know I, I, trying. I, yeah just, I was going over the mountain thinking about my arm pump not where I was going and uh, then I was like I give it give it a bit of time we'll go back out and gave it 15 minutes I went again it didn't change the bike in case it was just me being you know everything's new to me and up tight yeah <laughs> just, I just yeah. thought I was really too tight on the bike and I just need to relax into it and same again I got to Lamfell and I could feel the arm pump coming back but I managed it more that lap but it still wasn't good and then during the lap I just felt a lot of front end chatter through mid corner and the bike wasn't digging in or anything and uh, so after that I just I parked the bike for the night then and we, we've made a plan on Thursday and, um, fortunately we're friends with Steve Hicken and he gave us some inside info of where his bikes are at and um, basically put a set up in and I haven't turned the clicks in you know it, it just it changed the bike completely that's amazing what, what I find amazing is um, and this probably won't relate to you Steve because you've been there and you've done it but the way you can like you say you you want that positive feeling from that front end and you can still ride around and be fast and not have that front end feel what from both of you this one what does it feel like on that front end when you aren't getting the feedback you want what's it feel like you're a passenger instead really? of riding a motorcycle yeah realistically you know i mean and because the other problem is you know when you're as a newcomer you're going going to go faster every lap so the bike's going to change anyway so but as long as it's safe to ride and you know where you need to roll off when the bike's not behaving correctly uh, before you make adjustments you know it, it's, it's a difficult one when you're learning it's just uh, like you've done the perfect thing with you know stephen hicking because he's obviously switched on suspension wise anyway and flipping uh, can you chuck you a good base in and you can just work from that yeah exactly i just i was really struggling like mid corner i was just i was getting chatter and there's a real vague feel from it and i just wasn't confident like normally i don't normally have any of them sort of problems mm. on a short circuit but i came here and i thought it's very nerving but like say once we went back to the setting it, it's really good um i can feel the bike working well now i've got you know there's probably a, one or two things i could do to make it better but i'm one of them riders that once i get sort of base I it wrecks my head changing it again so I just like leaving it like at the minute it's it's um it's doing a bit of weaving but I come from a motocross background and I quite like a bike moving around so yeah. it's, you know it's still flat down Solby it's the front end's doing a bit of weaving but it's still flat out so it's not that bad is it yeah <laughs> is your uh super stock bike for the super bike race as well it is yeah yeah, yeah. perfect yeah. yeah yeah so you just need a good at least you can keep chipping away as the week goes on yeah that's it so hopefully all being well we get it back together today and we'll um get three solid laps in tomorrow maybe like maybe do the warm-up lap again I've, I've not done any of them up till now because i just i don't i enjoy riding around here but it's it's just not my sort of thing i just yeah. like getting and i wanted the feeling of what the boys always used to have like yourself you know straight out straight out of bed and straight into race pace not not um getting to bed into it but 
we'll see. Maybe tomorrow we will do that warm lap just in case we've got a few niggly problems and we get time to fix it before the race. But we'll take it as it comes. Just tell us, you know, you've had a, you've had quite a few problems this year, you know, with with bikes, with engines, with parts, with problems, and you've had a, you know, you've had a lot of people help you out, obviously. But just to explain some of the things you've had to go go through. Yeah, so as I say, we started Monday on my own Superstock bike. I completely built that, bought it from Clive Padgett last year. He's, he's been really good with me and helped me every way, which way he can, and we built that. And I think we came into here with like maybe 2,000 kilometers on because we didn't do that much last year. And from the information I was told, we'd do up to 4,000, four and a half. So in my head, the bike was right until the end of TT. And um, unfortunately, we had that problem on Monday. And when we tried to uh, get shells and stuff there's none in stock in the uk so we had to make make a new plan quite quickly and um we bought nathan harrison's bike on wednesday morning and we brought that out to qualify and you know wednesday 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 was the hard night and then thursday we got a good setup that went okay friday i only done a lap on it um because I, I was just happy with the way the bike was going and i was going and then unfortunately we went out to race yesterday and we had a jubilee clip snap and it's basically cooked the engine so again i've got two two bikes now sat in the awning um with no engines in but it's not been the perfect start with for whatever reason you know i'm not the only man lad. There's, there's quite a few of us having nothing but problems even going down to my brother he's he started the race on wednesday and he, he only made the second uh, sorry saturday and only made it to crosby on the second lap with an electrical fault and he had a faultless year last year it's just you, it's the way it goes, and you know, you, yeah, you're never, you're never going to replicate the bumps yeah. and the wiring looms and shaking around like they are here. And we're both here. We're both, you know, we can go again. It's, it's, um, it seems that we've had, the, we've been blessed with the weather, but a lot of riders, and I don't know if it's normally this, like this at the TT, Steve, or I'm just picking up on it more because we're doing the TT. We're chatting to a lot more riders, but a lot of people seem to be having problems. Is that always the case, or is it just one I of those just said things? it, it's the Alaman TT, and that's not an excuse or anything, but it's the biggest test for, yeah. you've heard it so many times, man, man and machine. But, you know, and that's why Honda came here in the first place, to, to put their bikes through the paces to develop and to obviously get better reliability to start with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's probably because you're, you know, you're, you, you've, you've been it. coming a little bit now, you're in it, and, and, you, and you're into it, obviously. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, look at Hickey. You know, yeah, awesome. I mean, he's still going fast, even though he's got problems. But he's come back with pretty much the same kind of bike with a bit more power and a bike. Yeah. He, he's struggling with it in certain sectors on the course. Um, so it's the same for everybody. It doesn't matter whether you, you whether you're high profile, low profile. You know, yeah. at the front, mid pack, wherever you may be, or whatever you're doing, trying to achieve achieve your goals. The people are all always having problems. You know, in every class. Yeah. So talking of goals, what are your goals for the the coming races? So we've got we've still got. Two superstock races, and we've got the senior at the end. At the minute, to see the finish flag would be the biggest goal. It's just you know the way things are going. Yeah. It's it's been really up against us, and I just pray that my bike stays together this time because I, I physically can't afford for something else to happen again now. Um, I've got as a rider, everyone's got a goal. They just don't like speaking about it because of what this place can do. But um, yeah. I'm six laps in. I don't. 121.8 stand and start on Friday. You know, it's not where I want to be, but when when I take a, sit, a step back, I've only done six laps on that bike. You know, it's it's not it's, it's not good that effort. slow. It's a good yeah. effort. It so is. yeah, you know, I'd like to go a little bit quicker, but again, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I need to walk before I can run around the. It's it's just get back home safe is the main thing. 
That's a, a wise head on a, a young pair of shoulders, isn't it, Steve? Hey, not half. You know, you can't uh, you can't dance with the devil around here. It's you know, it's a case of chipping away, and and if you don't try too hard, you'll go faster anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just as you said, like you know what you know best. I've only done a few laps around here at the minute, and I'm just just enjoying it. Just you know, I really, I'd said before the event started, I've had a few people ask me, and I just said. I don't actually think I'm going to enjoy this event until it gets into race week because I know there's going to be that much going on, that much to take in. Things are going past me that fast. It's just going to take me a lot to settle. I know it is, and and honestly, I did enjoy it. I've been enjoying it, but like when I set off yesterday, my head—it's now cogged into the gear where I'm at the speed of everything going past me has become normal. Mm. And I was like, this is what everyone says now. You know, I can sit back and enjoy this a bit more and get your teeth into it. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, mate. We've been obviously, you know. It's a good forecast for the rest of the week, so you're okay from that side, but it's just a case of lipping, obviously chilling and, and you know, hopefully getting out there and just getting the mileage in. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm lucky I've got good lads in my corner who's today, I've, I've, I have had the rest day that was planned. I've just cool. I've been out and about doing things. I've only just turned up here an hour ago to come see you boys and stuff. It's, you know, it's take my head away because last night I could have cried looking at the bike and bits again after yeah. what I've just gone through, having to buy that mm, bike. It was, yeah, it was quite heartbreaking, but, you know, we live to fight another day. Perfect. Right, let's catch up with him after the Superstock race and see how he gets on. Sweet. Cheers, Ryan. Thank you. So, yeah, a couple of days ago, I sat down with Ryan Kringle and um, post Monster Energy Supersport Race 2, the boy got an 18th place. That's... Hey, do you know what? That's a, result, that's a good it? effort. He's not on the best of bikes, you know, chipping away and chipping away and doing a great job, in all fairness. Yeah. Fair play. He's had a, a lot of bad luck and a lot of expense, this TT, so far. And uh, what a what a cracking way to keep your head straight and to keep chipping away and keep improving. It's so easy to over overlook everyone that takes part because of what's happening at the front, because of this uh, battle we've got between these top three riders. We often forget to to cast our eye back. But there are like, each and every one of these TT riders has, has got a story. But it's definitely worth um, keeping an arm around Ryan Kringle for the future. He, um, he had a phenomenal result. But go back to the sidecars. We spoke about, and I think I might have predicted it either here or in the YouTube daily roundups. Pete Fowles, Jevon Walmsley are going to have to break that 120 barrier to try and get anywhere near him. And they did. Two, two outfits now over that 120. Fair play. Fast. You know, very fast. And I don't think anybody really expected that, you know. Um, of course, unfortunately, the Birchers weren't even faster, yep. uh, which is flipping impressive because they weren't really pushed that hard. I mean, yes, obviously, uh, uh, Pete and Jevon were, were on the pipe, but uh, they weren't pushed that hard. But I think uh, I think they just wanted on the centenary year to, to draw a line in the sand. Stamp their authority yeah. on this. On this um, impressive. Hugely impressive. And then, again, another bit of history written by Michael Dunlop. First ever person to go over 130 on a super sport. Hey, what a, does it again what a great well. ding dong anyway. Yeah, you know, two, phenomenal. Uh, obviously a fight. Icky was trying to catch towards the end of the race and was doing a good job in all fairness. And then uh, obviously there was a fight for the last place on the podium as well. So it was a good race to watch. And of course, a record breaking uh, race and putting Michael on uh, 25 TT wins. Pretty one, special. One behind his, uh, his, his uncle. There could be so many pieces of history written. And we're going to look back on the 2023 TT as one as as one of those like we look back upon 92, 2000. Like there's so many years when we look back and 
we think that they're the classics, and this is definitely going to be one of them, isn't it? Oh, very much so. You know, and uh, not you know for for the um, the level of the riders, the way they've improved, the way they've got the pace, uh, you know, to the weather, everything. It's been absolutely incredible so far, and we've still got uh, quite races. a few races left. Three yet. races still to go. Yeah, Super Twin, Super Stock, and that senior right at the end of the week. So let's wrap it up there, Steve. We've finished early for once. It's just gone half past five. Got the prize presentations down at the fan park. I feel guilty. Leaving early. No, mate. T t you've earned it. And day off tomorrow as well. What are you going to do? I might go and bats now. I've got some jobs to do around the paddock, in all fairness. A bit, little bit of work to do, but I'm hoping to get half a day off and go and treat myself. You deserve it, mate. You've got a big heart. It's not the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> See you, yeah. mate. Cheers, buddy.